0: Live from the downtown studio. The Flames Talk post game show starts now.
1: Sportsnet 960, the fan. Okay,
0: let's get our Flames Talk post game show underway. And for the first time in a while, we're doing Flames Talk post game following a win. The losing skid is over. It snapped at six after a really solid 60 minute outing for the Flames on the road in Seattle. Calgary remains perfect at Climate Pledge Arena since Seattle entered the NHL. They're a perfect five for five there. And boy, did they need that one. 6 3, your final score. Flames Talk post game available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. Phone lines open at 403-240-4444. Text line open at nine We'll get there shortly. We'll hear from head coach Ryan Huska. We'll go back to Climate Pledge and get some instant reaction as well. My name is Pat Steinberg with Megan Mickelson and Derek Wills. And Mick, uh, they needed, A, they needed that one desperately needed to snap that losing skid and b it wasn't like they uh didn't deserve that one on the ice tonight they played really hard they limited damage when they needed to and then they came away with a hard-fought well-earned victory that they desperately needed tonight
2: yeah they uh saying that they needed that one is uh understatement Understatement of the year Uh, yeah Yeah. (laughs) for sure but like you said they deserved it they played with A lot of pace, a lot of physicality, a lot of desperation. They just looked like so much hungrier for the puck, which is something that we haven't seen from this team all season long. And what I really like, too, is just how they stuck with it, you know, being down 2-1 after the first, uh, and even with, like you said, 38 minutes left in the game. Yeah. uh, Or 38 minutes into the game, sorry. Uh, The the way that you stick with a game like that and just continue to press shift after shift, roll through the lines, just keep putting it on, stick to your game, stick with it. That takes a lot of resilience and a lot of resolve. So I really like that. And then especially the way that they came out in the third period um, and and put some pucks away. They really, that's what they needed to do. They did it. And you could see the pure joy and happiness and relief uh, that the players felt, especially when those empty net goals went in. So really liked the pace, liked the physicality, liked the Closest to a full 60 minutes that they've played mm-hmm. all season long. So a lot of good things to like. But also have to think about the energy that Connor Zary and Martin Pospisil have brought into this lineup. You look at the way the team has played the last two games. I think that that's been a big part of it as well.
3: They did what they had to do. And they, they really left everything on the ice at Climate Pledge Arena tonight. You know, they were working hard with the puck and without the puck. They were blocking shots. uh, And in a season that's been full of adversity with injuries and absences and suspensions and losses, they had some in-game adversity that they had to deal with Andrew Mangiapane getting tossed 8 minutes and 45 seconds in. And, yeah, they gave up one goal on that penalty kill, but that was it. They hung around in the hockey game, and, you know, they were down – 1-0 one nothing, and tied it at 1 and then down 2-1 and tied it at 2 and then scored 3 straight. And even when it looked like they were home and cooled, the Kraken score 1 to make it close. And then the Flames pull away with a couple of empty netters. So, yeah, I think it was their best performance from start to finish so far this season. As you said, uh, a much-needed win. And I-, I give the coaching staff and I give the leadership group a lot of credit because – Keeping spirits up, I asked Ryan Huska about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been easy, right? Things were so heavy here last season, and I still think there's been a hangover. And a six-game losing streak didn't help that. There's been talk about, well, you know, the Flames, uh, Flames aren't off to a good start this season. We've pumped the brakes on contract negotiations. Uh, is this team going to pivot and... Uh, head towards a, a retool or a full rebuild. Like Those are the conversations that have been happening here in Calgary this week. And I'm not saying that one win is going to change everything, but it's, I think, a really positive step in the right direction. The Oilers lost again today. Flames have a better record than a team that has had nine top ten and four first overall picks since 2010. So for everybody who thinks that getting a top five pick is going to fix everything, think again. This team is talented, and if they can get it figured out, I think they're going to push for a playoff spot, but uh, one win down and many more to go, that's for sure. Yeah, got to build on this yeah. now, and, and one win is great,
0: but uh, now need to string a bunch together because they've dug themselves a significant hole in this Western Conference race, and uh, those conversations aren't going anywhere if they don't start to uh, turn things around. But you're right, it has to start with one, yeah. and it did tonight. We're about to go back to Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle and get some postgame reaction uh, after the Flames take a 6-3 victory over the Seattle Kraken to snap their losing skid at 6 our Flames Talk post game show is under Underway on this Saturday night, uh, Pat Steinberg, Megan Mickelson, and Derek Wills along with you, and uh, we're going to head back and check in with Flames defenseman Nikita Zadorov post game to get some reaction from Nikita on this one. Nikita, really appreciate the time tonight. First of all, that uh, that had to feel good. Just uh, what's the buzz like inside that room after a hard-fought win for your group tonight?
4: Yeah, good job, good road win for us. I think uh, played well. Through the first uh, first period, um, then we picked it up a little even more in the second, and we closed it in the third to score some big goals.
0: Can you uh, can you just talk a little bit about the the resiliency for your group? Because uh, it, it there, there were times where maybe it couldn't have got could have got away from you, and you didn't let it. You stuck with it all night. How how big was that in the win tonight?
4: I didn't feel like it could have get away from us. I felt like we were controlling the game, so we. Got a deserved win.
0: Walk us through the game, winner. You put it on net. What did you see on uh, Yegor's goal to give you your first lead?
4: Yeah, I was just trying to get a shot through. You know, uh, Yegor made a great tip. An end. Uh, good, good heads up play by him.
0: Just uh, overall, and last question for you, Nikita, really appreciate the time. Just overall, you're you're in a situation where you needed this win. What's key now to build on this and uh, turn this into a a real building block for your team?
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, we played a good hockey game, so I think there's there's definitely exciting in the room. Uh, There's no time to get too high, for sure. We're still way below expectation, We had for ourselves, so I think it's uh, on to the next one. We're just going to keep going, keep building, keep trying to win hockey games.
0: Nikita, great to see you back in the lineup tonight. Congratulations on the victory. Thanks so much for doing this, hey?
4: all right. Thank you. Take care.
0: You too. That is uh, Nikita post postgame following his team's 6-3 win over the Seattle Kraken. Big goal from Yegor Sharangovich to uh, take the lead. Zadorov put it on net and Yegor with the redirection and a uh, couple of firsts in this game as well. Nick Simone's first NHL point. He uh, with the second assist on that goal that gave the Flames their first lead and also the first career goal for Martin Pospisil. He was our focus on the marquee matchup. Brought to by Country Hills Toyota. Willsey's second straight game, the Flames get their first goal in a game from a guy making his NHL debut. Zary on Wednesday and tonight, Martin Pospisil, he ended up playing in his NHL debut, 10-13, had the goal, was plus two, three shots on net. Hey, another solid NHL debut for a Flames player
3: tonight. Who are they going to call up from the Wranglers uh, for Tuesday's game? (laughs) I know. You just got to keep calling them up, right? (laughs) Right. Uh, I mean, it's been great. Uh, That pipeline has worked really well for the Flames so far this season. And it's good to see that they have players at forward, on defense, and God knows in goal who could come up and contribute. And that's what we've seen from Zeri and Pospisil who score in their NHL debuts. But we've also seen it from other players we talked about De Simone picking up his first NHL point tonight, and Soloviev played a couple of good games for the Flames before getting sent back down. So it's great to see that uh, AHL to NHL pipeline working for the Flames. But yeah, it was uh, it was one of those games where they just found a way, and it wasn't easy at times. And you know they're a team that uh, prior to tonight hadn't won when giving up the first goal. They fell behind one nothing, and then two one. But you know. It, it was a, a much-needed win, and great to see, as you said, Pat, Nikita Zadorov back on the ice. Uh, him and his family have been uh, dealing with some pretty serious stuff, and I'm sure, you know, for at least a couple hours, uh, playing a game of hockey was uh, a welcome distraction for him, and, you know, everybody chipped in tonight. Uh, you said at some point in time during the third period, 12 Flames had a point. I'll update that. 13 Flames picked up at least a point in this hockey game. And and good to see the captain get the monkey off his back. He's played some really good games this season. He had 26 shots on goal and no goals prior to tonight. So good to see a couple go in for him in this one.
2: Yeah, I really like the energy that is coming from the players that have been called up in Zeri, Pospisil, um, and DeSimone. And it's been really interesting to see management move players up and down and give guys opportunities to come up and to play. And it was Ryan Huska that said, You don't know what you have until you see it. So giving players an opportunity and to also see them succeed and to seize the opportunity because you never know when you're going to get your next one. And there's not, there could be, you know, not many of them. So that's been a real positive aspect of all of. Of this is seeing the talent that there is in the pool of players within the Flames organization, that there are guys that can come up and that can get a job done and play really, really well. So I think that that has been um, a real highlight.
3: And, and with Andrew Mangiapane getting ejected from this game because he took a match penalty for cross-checking and intent to injure Jared McCann, I've got to think there's a chance that he – could get suspended now. It happened early in the game. And Pat, I think you so astutely pointed out when we were talking about what happened to Rasmus Anderson, because it happened so late in that game against the Blue Jackets, if it had happened earlier, the league might have looked at that as game one of a suspension. But because it happened in the dying seconds, they didn't. Maybe, just maybe, because this happened to Andrew Shapani in the first 10 minutes of this hockey game, they look at this Almost like a one-game suspension, and as a guy who doesn't have any history with the Department of Player Safety, my fingers are crossed for him. But I, I think there's a chance. Yeah, I do too. That yeah, he's too. unavailable on Tuesday night, so maybe Adam Klapka, who is off to a really good start with the Wranglers this season, and would bring some size to this team. Well, and he'd score the first goal. Maybe he gets goal. the call. He'd well, clearly <laughs> sco- open the right? scoring
0: for the Flames. So.
3: It seems to be working, so why not
0: stick with it? Um, you, you, you think potential supplemental discipline? Like I, this one, I'm. I, I do. I, I felt. Pretty confident something was going to happen with Rasmus. I don't. I don't know if I'm as confident or I have as good a feel on this one, but I, I definitely feel there's a chance.
2: Yeah, I think that there's definitely a chance, and it's the fact that McCann was face down on the ice, and it was Majapani had given him one shot, and then he gave him another one. It was clear to the back of his neck, like it was between his shoulder pads and his helmet, and it just was very unnecessary and I think that you know there's been a precedent that's said in terms of these suspensions that there there's a very low tolerance for things like this so I think it it definitely will be discussed um, and I think that there would be potential but one thing I was just thinking about was that with Ma- Majapani gone Dylan Dubé stepped up to that line. Yep. I thought he did a great job. That is the most speed and pace I think I've seen Dylan Dubé play with this entire season, and you wonder if it's because, you know, he was sort of bumped down the lineup. It was getting less ice time before he was hurt yeah. uh, to that fourth line. And so then there's another opportunity with Majapani out of the lineup for Dylan Dubé to step up and to have more of an impact, and I think that he sees that opportunity as well.
3: What bothered me about the Anderson thing and what bothers me about the Mangiapane thing? Completely unnecessary. Yeah, it didn't need to happen. Like, like you're going after Line A of all guys and McCann, like two skilled players. This might sound bad. I think I'd feel differently if someone went after Kane last Sunday. After he started talking about, what are you going to do about it? What is anybody here going to do about it? If someone tries to send a message to someone like him, I'm not saying they should try to injure him, but maybe drop the gloves or you know, give him a shot, something. I, I, I think I could wrap my head around that a little bit easier than what Anderson and, and Manjapani did. But, you know, they're out there, and uh, sometimes things happen in the heat of the moment, and this has been a frustrating start to the season for the Flames, so I, I try to remind myself of that, uh, and... They're right in the middle of it. We're just uh, talking about it. So, uh, fingers crossed for Andrew. Hopefully, uh, Jared's okay. It looked like he was based on what we saw uh, as the game went on tonight. Yeah, he so, also he returned with. Yeah, is a that big that could be. Yep. and I think that might have factored into the Anderson suspension. Yep, that line A did miss time, yep. and McCann appears to be okay, so that uh, could be good news for Majapani. Uh
0: Going to hear from head coach Ryan Huska very shortly, but first, Hardest Working Flame brought to you by Canyon Plumbing and Heating. Are you the hardest working plumber or HVAC tech? Canyon's hiring. Send resumes to jobs at canyonplumbing.com. It's Megan Mickelson on the clock for tonight's Hardest Working Flame.
2: Well, as usual, I have to give honorable mentions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to give an honorable mention to Dan Vladar. I thought he was outstanding, stellar. Made some incredible saves. Uh, Martin Pospisil also gets an honorable mention with a a big goal, but I'm going to give it to Michael Backlund. just think that he has been... Not only a consistent, solid player for this team, but just in terms of his leadership and what that means to a team that is struggling and in a situation you know, that they've been in throughout the course of this season, I would give it to him not just for his play on the ice, but also because of what we've heard about in terms of his leadership mm-hmm. off the ice. And then also, I mean, he got two goals. He was plus three and... You know, played a bag a minute. So there's that too. But I just think, in terms of his leadership, and since the C's been put on his jersey and what he's been sort of thrust into in the early part of this season. It seems like he's done a really great job with this group.
0: It is Michael Backlund as tonight's hardest working flame brought to you by Canyon Plumbing and Heating. Want to get recognized and rewarded for your achievements? Learn from the best. Send your resume to jobs at canyonplumbing.com. Head coach Ryan Huska in just seconds, but first some final thoughts from our broadcast duo of Megan Mickelson and Derek Wills starting with Mick.
2: Yeah, just a a great win. I think we've talked a lot about it just in terms of the uh, resiliency of the group. They played with a lot of speed and pace and physicality and, and desperation. And this is the way they're going to need to play every single game if they're going to continue to win hockey games. They controlled the game. They were on their toes. That's what they're going to need to do. And they're also going to need contributions from the lineup top to bottom uh, 13 points from 13 different players, like Wilsey mentioned. That's what they're going to need moving forward. Different guys stepping up at different times and solid goaltending as well. Dan Vladar was outstanding. I think it's fitting that he played incredible in the preseason game in Seattle and now he comes into this one and, and has a great game as well. So, a great win, close to a full 60 minutes, well deserved.
3: Quite often, if you are the better of the two teams in two of the three periods, you will win. But that has not been the case for the Flames in a number of games this season, which has led us and others, including the coaches and the players, to talk about having to play closer to a full 60 minutes. And for the first time in 11 games this season, I didn't think there was a a lengthy lull in their game tonight. I, I thought they played a good road game from start to finish in Seattle, was it perfect? No, there was some adversity. You lose Mangiapane before the nine-minute mark. You go down one nothing, and then two one, and have to battle back a couple of times. You take uh, a five-two lead, and all of a sudden it's it's five-three, and you're like, oh, oh boy, like, or sorry, four-three lead, and then it's or four-two lead, and then it's four-three, and you're like, uh, kind of holding on for dear life again for for a little while until you score a couple of empty net goals. And we said before the game that both teams wanted it, but The Flames had to want it more than the Kraken. And they should want it more than the Kraken because they had lost six in a row and the Kraken had won two in a row. So the Flames should have been the more desperate of the two teams tonight. And when I look at these two stats, it tells me they were. This is a Flames team that has not been overly physical this season. They had 17 hits in the hockey game. The Kraken had eight. So Calgary with more than twice as many hits as Seattle. Flames haven't done a great job blocking shots this season. They blocked 15. The Kraken blocked 10. Those two stats tell me the Flames wanted this game more than the Kraken did, and they found a way to win it. And it's just a baby step in the right direction, but it's a step in the right direction. And after losing six straight, uh, I was going to say this before the game, I forgot, so I'll say it after the game. By hook or by crook, find a way to win this game and come home with some sort of confidence and momentum. They'll do that. And the coaches are also going to have uh, a bit of a blueprint here, because I'm sure they're going to break this thing down. They're going to show individuals some things. They're going to show the team some things. The types of things it takes to win in this league. And we saw a lot of those things from the Flames in this 6-3 victory over the Kraken. A really good game in Seattle. Let's see if they can make it to two in a row when they come back to Calgary to uh, play on Tuesday night
0: full uh, lines are open, 403 240 Text lines open at nine sixty nine sixty. to you very shortly right now. Have a, a wonderful rest of your weekend. Uh, be well, friends. Good night, Pat. Thanks, Pat. Megan Mickelson, Derek Wills signing off on this Saturday night. Now here's head coach Ryan Huska. His post game thoughts following a big 6-3 win on the road in Seattle.
5: Uh, okay. We've dropped a bunch in a row, so... Um, You don't necessarily want to think that uh, it's that big of a game, but it's important for us because we played the right way and I think we limited scoring chances against and I I thought there was a lot of guys that elevated their play tonight. So a couple steps in the right direction, now we have to build on it
6: did you like the you know uh, back my back said the second period uh, mm-hmm. the way that you kind of started to build things yeah. but then the way that maybe you continued to do that in the
5: third yeah and even there were stretches in the first period where we were doing some things the right way the second period was better where we didn't really give up a lot um and that's the way we're gonna have to play moving forward and that's something that you have to have commitment to do and it's not just one or two guys it's a bunch of them so it was it was good to see them carry it on for sure that was great, Michael said uh, after the game He said These young guys make this league look easy They just come in and score yeah. in their first game yeah, Isn't that something? No, I wonder who's next yeah. <laughs> well, No, it's good well, for him seen it's, it's good. I thought he did a really good job He, uh, he was strong on pucks There's a lot of puck battles that he won um, I was impressed I mean, you like to see the speed that he has I'd like to see the size that he has for sure And he's got a skill set with him too And the one thing we haven't seen necessarily from him yet is edgy like, he's got some edge to him. So I, I, for his first game, we're happy for him, was able to score, and, and I thought he played really well.
6: S- special for sure, but, but also the timing in the goal. How big was that that moment?
5: Yeah, big. I mean, the momentum shifts, right? And that's what we've talked about a few games ago is when there is a shift, you have to find a way to shift it back really quickly. So it was it was important for sure. And
6: Dan kind of talks about, I mean, not a not... In terms of volume, not
5: necessarily a ton of shots, but right. what did you make of him back there? And what he did? Uh, timely saves, I guess, is the best way I can put it. So he gave us a good game tonight. That's, again, what we need. We need the guys to make saves for us. Offensively, you know, always hear coaches say, oh, they're going to come, goals are going to come, however they come. Tonight, you kind of see that maybe the floodgates are opening and you don't want that to continue, but offensively, did you like the way your group was <laughs> finding the net? I thought it got better as the night went on for how we played offensively. Not necessarily just finding the net, but we were a little bit more patient with the puck in the offensive zone. So we weren't trying to force things to people that weren't necessarily open. So I thought we played uh, with a lot more maturity offensively than we have in the last number of games. Any thought on uh, the management? I haven't had a chance to look at it again, so we'll probably do that on the plane.
7: Did the PK play a part in that momentum considering they scored 90 yeah. seconds into the five minutes and then you shut it
5: down? Yeah, I think they did a good job. Yeah, um, I mean, they've got some skilled players on the other side and I thought after they gave one up, we didn't we didn't break because that's a situation where if they score another one on there, now you're you're really chasing a game. So I thought our penalty killers um, turned the page pretty quickly and did a good job.
3: Has it been a combination of system and, and personnel for you in the PK success?
5: Um... I think a lot of times you you look at your goaltender. um, They're the most important guys, and we've had um, some quality chances that we've given up with our penalty kill, but the guys in net have made some big saves for us. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, guys.
0: There you go, head coach Ryan Huska. Post game following tonight's 6-3 Flames win on the road in Seattle. Okay, call now 403-240-4444. Text now 960-960. Flames snap their losing skid at six. They really needed this one, and we'll see if they can build on it in their next game, which just happens to be Tuesday at home to Nashville. Your phone calls, your texts around the corner. This is our Flames Talk post game show on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts cast and of course live right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. This is Calgary Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
3: The Flames Talk post-game show continues from the downtown studio on Sportsnet 960 The Fan
0: following a playing 6-3 victory. The losing skid is over. It snapped at 6 and a solid game for Calgary as well. Thought they were resilient. Thought they stuck with it uh, and and I thought it was, you know, th- there was a stretch there in the first period where it felt like maybe this thing could get away on them. I know that uh, we talked to Nikita Zadorov and, and didn't feel like that. Maybe get away on them is the wrong way of, of putting it, but you know, if, if Seattle scores a few times on that major power play, could be a completely different game and if the Flames don't score on that power play that they had late in the second period could have been a completely different game but the Flames stuck with it. Um, They didn't get away from their game, got rewarded with the Hannafin late power play goal then got rewarded with a really strong start to the third period as well. Losing skid is over. That's exactly what the Flames needed and now next up it's Nashville on Tuesday. Michael Backlund your number one star on the road in Seattle tonight. He scores the eventual game winner, has a multi goal game, his first and second goals of the season. Let's hear from Michael Post game following a big 6-3 win.
8: Yeah, I thought we went out on the third uh, and took care of the game right away. It dictated the third period. Uh, I thought we played a very mature game. Uh, all night I thought we played well. Didn't give him too many shots or chances. I mean, when he had to, Vladi was really good. Um, so overall, really good game for us in a very mature third period
6: where did you feel like you started to take control of the game like it's obviously shots differential in the second but where did you feel like you started to kind of really carry things well I thought the one tie goal
8: possibly first goal there was huge to tie quickly after they had the five minute power play and um, then the second period I thought we were the better team and um, like I said in the third I thought we did a good job uh, obviously scoring early and then controlling the period how big was that to get one so quickly after? I mean, obviously you got through that five minute, but to get one right away. Yeah, that was a, that was a big key in the game, a big moment in the game uh, uh, to answer right away. And really happy for Paz. Not just playing first game, scoring first. Seems like an easy lead for these kids, uh, <laughs> but not
6: really happy for him. Not a bad trend. Um, what about your first? Uh, looked like timing of it, obviously huge, given that, that point in the game. But um, you know, it looked like a nice yeah. moment for you too. Yeah, no, I felt
8: good. I don't know if I started a season, are not scoring first this long before, I I don't know. Uh, So it felt good, Um, especially, like I said, a big goal uh, going up up two. And um, yeah, you know, um, it was a nice feeling seeing the puck going in. I
6: feel like you guys can build off that. I mean, things
5: haven't really been going your way for a while here. How, How big is that one for you?
8: Yeah, I know it's a huge win for us to stop this losing streak and now we got to build in this game. I thought we started something good in against Dallas and uh we- Came up short that night, but tonight we pretty really saw a game and we got to keep building this game and keep this momentum going. Up.
0: There you go. That is Michael Backlund with a couple of goals tonight Post game, as the Flames take a 6-3 victory over the Seattle Kraken. A big part of this game for the Flames, the player, their goaltender as well. It's time for the save of the game, brought to you by Shane Holmes as Dan Vladar got the start in net for the Flames tonight in Seattle and he was very good. His save of the game comes in period number
3: two. Cadre after it behind the net, beaten there by Larson, pitchforks it up the far side, not out, Kadri holds it in, Cadre back to the left point, but it bounces by Zadorov, and here comes Devin Shore the other way, he centers, Karche shoots, and Vladar makes a fantastic right-pad stop, his best of the game. Ladar made
0: a number of stops at 2-1 that allowed the Flames to stay with it and then eventually tie it late in the second period on the Noah Hannafin goal. And uh, that is one of the 18 stops made. uh, Yes. Do that again. 17 stops made by Dan Vladar tonight. And that is his save of the game brought to you by Shane Holmes. For every save a Flames goaltender makes, Shane Holmes makes a donation to Kids Sport Calgary. Visit ShaneHolmes.com, the better way to build. Okay, let's get to the text line for the first time tonight at 969.60. Let's dive in, uh, starting with Dave in Altador. Really good effort and energy. If they could get some of that from Huberto, they'd be rolling. Not sure what can be done there, but I think some time on the bench would be in order. This from Adam. Uh, I say personally, the Flames did good today. I think they should play like this more. Uh, yeah, that would that that would be key if they could do more like this. Now, I thought they just started in the right direction even Wednesday against Dallas. So, uh, stepping stone game there, and they made sure it was a stepping stone game uh, tonight in Seattle. This is from Sam. Pat, great to see the Flames get two points. Congrats to Pospisil. Kadri seems to be building some positive m- momentum and being more impactful. Do you think a suspension could be on the horizon for Mangiapane? for that unnecessary cross-check. Also, got to go with what's working with debuts. Adam Klapka, come on down. Yeah, why not? Just keep on recalling players, and then they can open the scoring for the Flames. Two games in a row, make it three on uh, on Tuesday night against Nashville. Um, on the So two points there. First of all, on Kadri, I agree wholeheartedly. Another really strong game for Nazem. I thought that was uh, a really nice uh, evening for him. Uh, Kadri, when it was all said and done in this game tonight, uh, finished with uh, three shot attempts, two high danger scoring chances, and three shots on goal. He had a point. He's got four points in his last three games. Uh, and I just thought that his line with Sharon Govich and Zeri did some good things again tonight, too. So uh, that that's, that's good to see. So the more of that, the better. I thought Kadri's game against Dallas in a losing effort Wednesday was by far his best game of the season. And I thought that he, you know, had another solid game tonight. So positive momentum on the Nazem Kadri front. Are we seeing that with Huberto? Maybe not. Are we seeing it with Kadri In my opinion, yes. Mick was uh, really complimentary of Nazem in the pregame show as well. And, and yeah, that, that was another really solid game for Kadri and, and good to see that that's moving in the right direction. As for the question about Andrew Mangiapane and a potential Suspension. I honestly, I don't have a feel on this one the same way I, I... It felt like Rasmus was going to get something. Did I think it was going to be four games? Maybe not, but it felt like Anderson was going to get something after the Columbus game. This one, I don't know. Because because Mangiapane was kicked out from the game and because he essentially he's already been levied to one game suspension maybe that helps I guess what I would say to you is that it wouldn't surprise me if he does get a suspension uh, I'm just not as adamant that it's going to happen as it felt like it was a foregone conclusion that Rasmus Anderson was going to get something um, this from Tim and Hillhurst solid win for the Flames but I'm done with excuses for Huberto he was completely useless again tonight your highest paid player should be an asset not a burden uh, this says I bet Mangipani gets off with just the match penalty I mean I recognize he cross-checked the guy's head into the ice and the league seems to be cracking down harder than normal this year but it wasn't really like Jamie Benz from last year more in the flow of the play kinda maybe that's a stretch Puck was caught up in McCann's equipment as he was on the ice and it's pretty common to just start taking liberties with guys in that situation although I wouldn't be surprised or upset really about one or two games we'll see uh, this one comes from uh, Eddie L. Who says, uh, huge relief to have the win tonight. I think the team stepped up after losing Manjapani. Bax was awesome. I hope he keeps that hunger going. Rasmus, Sharon, Govich, Hannafin played well too. I don't want to be negative after this win, but I have to bring up Huberdo. Again, he had... Many turnovers or the play being killed on his stick. He's hurting any chances for Lindholm to get going. When do we call it and say enough's enough? I can now see why Sutter said Lindholm needs to play with someone he likes. P.S. Who's the next call-up? They need another goal from a rookie. That comes from Eddie. Um, Yeah, I I don't... Huberdeau was not strong again in this game. I, I, I know there's already been a couple of texts about that as well. A lot of turnovers... A lot of I mean, he did make a, a nice play on the power play goal uh, and got the primary assist on Hannafin's goal but um yeah it it's just not clicking for Jonathan right now and into year two I, I understand the frustration I, I really do. uh this says, I watched the Seattle feed. They were raving about Vladar, but mentioned the book on him is he's weak on his blocker side. I thought he made some spectacular saves to keep the Flames in it. Would be nice if the team can play that way in front of Markey. Also, they mentioned how Jamie Benn got two games for a similar play to Andrews Crosscheck in the playoffs last year. They said in the regular season they likely could double it. I dealt that play's worth four games, but I could see a two-game suspension coming up. Will the Flames recall Coronado? I, I, I think they will recall Coronado at some point here in the not-so-distant future. Whether it's in time for Tuesday's game or not, not sure. Coronado is going to play Sunday against uh, the San Jose Barracuda for the Wranglers, we think. So maybe in time for the Nashville game. If not, I think a decent chance anyway that he gets the recall again for the game and that road trip that starts Friday in Toronto. We shall see. This says... From Ash, some thoughts. One, I really like the Flames' zone defense today when Seattle sustained pressure in the zone. Two, Sharon Govich was a beast. Honorable mention to D. Simone and his limited minutes. Three, Lindholm and Huberdeau need to be separated. The eye test suggested they were stuck in their own zone a lot of this game. Uh, and, yeah, I'm sure I'm they, they were, first of all. They they definitely that, – that was the line that spent a lot of time uh, defending in this game. Huberdeau uh, was a uh, 40%-ish possession player, uh, and scoring chances were 9-4 Seattle, including 3-3 at high danger when Huberdo was on the ice tonight. Um, this says – Pat, glad to see the bloodletting finally stop. Flames have looked strong for two straight games. mangipani took a bad penalty and was really dangerous. He'll get suspended after tonight. Uh, we should be selling high on both Hannafin and Vladar. That comes from Claude. Uh, Stafford in Boness says another young gun call-up. Cont- uh, contributes offensively. A solid win against the division r- rival. The goalie gets run support. All positives. But is this where we want to be at the end of the year, crawling up the standings? To competent mediocrity. What would pain me more is if the Oilers continue their abysmal season and end up grabbing a number one overall draft choice. That would just suck. I know we have a limited sample size of our prospects, but if there is ever time to do the rebuild, it's this year. It's one game, Stafford. I don't. I don't know if we're just any of any of what this game means, or climbing up the standings, or any of that stuff's a little premature the guys in that room wanted desperately to snap a losing skid and they needed to snap a losing skid. So they did. And and now we see if they build on it. That doesn't necessarily mean that a Noah Hannafin or an Elias Lindholm or a Nikita Zadorov or a Chris Tanev trade doesn't happen, but they needed to snap a losing skid, and they snapped a losing skid. There you go on the text line at nine Let's get to the phone lines at 403-240-4444. It's your Flames Talk postgame show on a Saturday night. Flames take a 6-3 win over Seattle. We're available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Pat Steinberg. That phone number, 403 Four zero forty four forty four. We're kicking off on the phone lines. We're saying hello to Travis. What's going on, Travis? How are we doing tonight?
9: Hey, Pat. Um, good win by the by the Flames tonight. They definitely needed that. It was some uh, pretty dire to start the year. So just nice for a little bit of a different mood and uh, hopefully a little bit different energy around the Flames.
0: They needed it, man. They needed a win, and uh, we'll see if they can build on it. But you're right. I mean, just to end that is good.
9: Yeah, it's, it's good. And you know what? Tonight, um, I, I felt like a lot of players had their best game. I felt like maybe that was the best uh, game we've seen from Govic. I think Kadri is moving his legs well. Um, Back then, obviously, got a couple of goals um zary brought a lot of energy um the other rookie i'm probably butcher his name if i try to say it right now so he brought uh yeah he he brought some um some energy and you know they had some nice body checks so overall i i think um I, i i like the win um but I do notice a little bit. The Flames do struggle a little bit with speed sometimes, um, and I'm gonna probably bring this up all year. But I mean, but they
0: didn't I, really tonight. Like, w- at what point did they struggle with speed tonight? They they kind of controlled five on five all night tonight.
9: I guess just a couple times that top line, they they got bait in their own zone a few times there, back to back. But so I noticed they kind of got running around a bit in, in that situation. But overall, yeah, real solid game front to back. I would say. And you know we're dealing with lots of injuries too, so um, there's a lot of people out of the lineup. So it's 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 nice to see for sure. But I think for us to be a consistent team, we we definitely obviously need the guys that are making the money to put the puck in the net as well. So we know who that is: Hubert, Lindholm, um, Kadri. Kadri had a good game, but we, we still need goals. Goals are the main most important part, right? Yeah, I mean Kadri's been a
0: whole lot better of late. Um he's got four points in his last three games. So that and it feels like his game is is trending in the right direction. But you're right, still just the one goal. Um so, you know, I think that is a that that's that's a positive on the Kadri front. The, the without question need more from Huberdo. He's fallen off fairly significantly here the last seven or eight games. Um yeah, Lindholm's kind of been up and down. He's still the leading scorer on the team, so you know you're still getting some offense. But I think that his efforts have kind of been a little inconsistent. So there, there's there's no doubt that if this team is going to figure it out, ultimately they're going to need more from their best players. And and Kadri moving in the right direction is a positive, but that doesn't that, that he can't be the only one.
9: Um, and obviously, this team is it's going to struggle to score probably most of the year. So, I think it's very important that the back end gets involved because, you know, I think we have a strong back end when they're playing their game. And I think there's some guys there that can bring offense like Grasmus and Hannafin and Weger and Zadorov. So, I think that'll be a, a very important part of this team um, going forward as well. Agreed. Um, and then um, I know Markson's been playing well and... Ladar had a super – made the saves when we needed him tonight for sure. Um, when, when do you see Wolf getting a game? I just seen some stats today. It's 5-0 and again, 945 save percentage. Like, I'm not saying bring him up and he's got to be playing all the time, but he probably deserves a game soon, no?
0: I mean, I I th- I still don't think there's a plan for when it's going to happen. I think they – could do it at any point. I mean, maybe there's probably not a real good window here right away. I there was a good window uh, a couple weeks ago. One of the St. Louis or or the Rangers game would have been an interesting time to get him in. They decided not to. I, I don't think there's a plan. I, I don't think they have it. it it charted out yet when he might get his first NHL game this year. Uh, so I still think we're waiting a few weeks here at at the very earliest.
9: Uh. Well, I'm sure you have many other calls, Pat, so thanks for taking my call. Good win, and hopefully, hopefully we can get on a little streak here in turn of the time. That would be nice. Thanks, Trev. Thanks.
0: 403-240-4444 is your phone number. Following a flame, 6-3 win over Seattle. George is with us. What's up, George?
1: Not much, Patty. How are you doing tonight?
0: I'm good. Your phone sounds pristine.
1: Beautiful. Uh, we're going one off one on here. Let's hope it stays this way the rest of the year. You are um, like
0: you like the Flames. You need to find some consistency.
1: No, my phone carrier needs to find some consistency. <laughs>
0: no, no, we're all about what, accountability wear, on this show, George.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're very true, very true, right? Maybe maybe it is my iPhone, maybe I'll toss it, but I'm an iPhone guy so I could never do that. That's fair. Yes, sir. You know what I'm talking about. You're an on-hit phone guy too, Patty.
0: No, I'll never I'll never change.
1: Neither will I. Uh <laughs> you know what? every time the Flames call someone up from the Wranglers here, they make an impact and score goals, register points. It's really cool to see. It's uh at this point you want to look for any bright spot you can and uh it's it's we joke about it in Jess, but really like they just need to keep calling kids up. It's it's been awesome. Um I'm not gonna to get too much in the party thing. It was it was a dumb thing to do, and uh, I won't be surprised if he gets suspended. I think he will. I think he'll get two two games. That's just my opinion. Um, I would love to see Klapka get called up. I know that eventually, here Coronado will probably come back up. I think it was a good move to send them down to the A, and uh, kind of be around more of a winning type feel. And you know, he scored a goal immediately down there, so that's good. I have uh, I have no doubt in my mind he's going to be up again this year. I don't know when. But I wouldn't mind having him kind of marinate down there for a little bit, gain a little bit of uh, confidence, you know, play against lesser competition and then come back. Maybe I think that will benefit him. But I'd love to see Klafka come up if, you know, Manjepani gets suspended or if they just need to insert someone new into the lineup. I think uh, the size and Klapka, like we said it before, guys got some skill for being a, a guy who's 6'8". eight He does. And
0: I, I so think that be, he. Uh, I think if they were like, if for instance, um, if Manchepani were to get suspended, I think that he absolutely would be a uh, potential to get recalled from the team and, and get his NHL debut.
1: Yeah, well, it, we'll see. We'll see soon enough. It, it was really nice to see Vladar bounce back, uh, especially after the the last game he played. He, let's call it spade a spade. He did not look good at all. He made some pristine saves tonight. I mean, he made about three or four $10 there, so it was great to see that. Um, I've been the first person to say, I said it last year and and I said it at the beginning of this year, I really wanted Wolf to get a shot. But looking to what's going on right now, now assuming things continue the way they've been going and and they lose more than they win, I'm starting to kind of reconsider my position. It's not because Wolf doesn't deserve to come back up, because he absolutely does, and we said it a thousand times over there's not much more he can accomplish in the A again he's he's putting up the same numbers <laughs> equal to like what he's been doing the last few years like it's unbelievable how good this guy is but if the team's defensive structure continues to struggle at like this and they can you know continue to lose is it a good idea to bring him up and kind of you know Be part of a a, like losing, and not just that, but more like he's going to get scored on a lot more. I mean, it's the NHL, and especially if they can't defend in front of him. Do you see where I'm going with this?
0: I do. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it all depends. First of all, on um, you know where where the team is in a few weeks' time. I mean, if if they were to if they were to recall him. Um and have have made a trade to to bring it then it then it makes sense because losing in the NHL is is part of the development too. And I, I don't really worry about mentally him getting too down on himself if if you know the team isn't great in front of him. I, I think he's a pretty he's a pretty well dialed in guy. So I, I actually think he'd handle it just fine if I'm if I'm thinking out loud, George.
1: Yeah, that's exactly where I was going, more like mentally. Like, uh, if it doesn't go his way, you know, it, it not, I wouldn't want something like that to get in his head because I think, I don't. I, you know, I could be wrong. I think this guy is the future of this team and goal. Like, I really do. I think he's going to be a really, really solid goaltender, and uh, I hope I'm right on that. Um, boy, oh, boy, man. I know it's not Flames necessarily, but Dan Jose, wow. Like, whew. I think that hasn't happened since I saw something on Twitter. It hasn't happened since 1965. goals back-to-back.
0: It's, it's actually the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. There was a guy who called in and said that the Flames are going to be worse than San Jose this year, and he, he'll cut. There may not be a team ever worse than San Jose. I'm sorry. The Flames may not be ha- having a great start. They may not have a great season, but they are not going to be worse than San Jose, which might be the worst team to ever play the game.
1: Honestly, Pat, like, they're showing everyone how you really tank. They're all in for Macklin, so. And I'm not even making fun because, you know, if if, if you get you get a couple of number one overall picks, all of a sudden, you know, three years from now, they're not losing like that again. But that's just, that's a different level of losing. Like, that, that can't be fun for anyone. I can tell you right now, if Calgary, God forbid, lost games like that back-to-back, I don't care if we weren't tanking like that. I would not be happy about that. Ugh. Like, there's losing and then there's that. You know, Agreed. All oh, right, my man. It was great talking to you, my friend. I hope you have a great night.
0: Thanks, George. Talk soon. 403-240-4444 is your phone number following a Flames uh, 6-3 win over the Seattle Kraken. As we say a little, Will. What's up, Will?
10: Hey, Pat. How's
0: it going? Good, man. How are you?
10: Ah, Doing all right. Uh, I'm hearing uh, you guys say Kadri did uh, pretty good tonight. Cause he did. I, I still didn't find him to be that all that great. Okay. Uh, he was on the nice for at least one goal, where where I thought, uh, you know, he was partially to blame for it for his effort on the ice.
0: Do you think that maybe
10: you're looking for it with Kadri? You know that's that's possible because he's been so terrible, but um, I don't know. With this contract, I'm just looking for a guy who stands out. And I get it. Like days. I I don't
0: I I understand the frustration with the way his time in Calgary has gone, especially how last year ended. Like I I do understand, but I I also like when. And, and, and most of the criticism that he is had thrown at him since, like, the midway mark of last year has been very valid. And, and he did not start very well. But, you know, he was great against Dallas. I thought he was a pretty impactful player tonight. So I think that there are some positives if when, when you're seeing a player start to play better.
10: Yeah, last two games have been positives in the team overall. I just don't think he's a difference maker, I think the young kids have been
0: well, I think they have been too, but that doesn't mean that
10: Kadri hasn't been fair enough i'm I'm not all for that one. that's fair that's because of his contract.
0: I get it that the contract is not great i'm i or 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 doesn't look great with the way things have gone um especially since about the midway mark of last year. Like, I I do
10: understand that. And um, I was thinking, and just to kind of throw it out there, um, just an idea. I know it will probably never happen, but uh, it's tough to see players drafted by a club, and then all of a sudden – They have to get rid of them because there's no room because of salary cap, right? So what I was thinking is maybe what the league should consider is if that player was drafted by that organization, then maybe they wouldn't be subject to a salary cap Is going towards that team's salary cap. What do you think on that? You mean like
0: a player gets drafted and his salary doesn't count on the cap?
10: yeah like if if that player origin or sorry if that team originally drafted that player until that player is traded whatever that guy's salary is should never go towards that team's cap um
0: yeah i i that would be because what if you like the, you're, you're, are you suggesting you don't think Connor McDavid should be gone against Edmonton's cap?
10: Well, yeah. If what, yeah, I guess I would uh, be on that one too. Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't love that. You actually, the NHL actually has a very. I don't know. I would say I'm not as familiar with the other the the other three leagues quite as as. Intimately as I am with the NHL, but you know the NFL's rookie cap is not like rookies get paid. Especially top picks get paid a lot. Um, Major League Baseball makes it tough for young players to get paid for a while, but the the NHL's got a pretty um, team friendly situation when it comes to entry-level deals or or deals for young players. Like, there's a cap on what you can pay a guy in his first contract, so it does give you a little benefit if you draft well. So, I don't know. I'm not as on board with that, Will.
10: Well, I just think it would would, uh, make it so that you could still have elite teams like we used to have. And, you know, you don't lose players just because of a seller cap so you get to have your prospects develop them and still keep them
0: yeah I don't know I and well let's let's move on because we're kind of getting down a rabbit hole on, on something not so related to the game <laughs> um, but uh, I appreciate the call as always my friend be well all right, thank you. Talk soon, man. 403 240 4444. That is your phone number if you'd like to get a hold of us on our Flames Talk post game. Phone lines, text line remains open at 960 as well. Anand is with us. What's going on, Anand? Good evening, buddy. How are you? I'm good, man.
11: Yeah, amazing game tonight. Uh, glad we are back in the winning streak. I was going to ask you tonight, uh, possibly, if uh, there was a concern when we uh, didn't see any goals from Backlid so far, but he came out tonight as well, two goals. That's amazing. Uh, one question for you: What do you think? What was the biggest key of tonight's game of uh, Flames getting the win tonight?
0: Biggest key, I just thought the the way they stuck with it, even when they were down one nothing and two one, they stuck with their game. Uh, there was not really like we talked about the Wednesday game against Dallas being a good game, but there was yeah. uh, there was still a pretty large variance. And when the when the game swung, it swung pretty dramatically in Dallas's way. Well, tonight I didn't think there was a lot of variance. Like they weren't dominant from start to finish but the way they played they resembled the same team basically from puck drop until the final horn like they 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 stuck with their details it was a consistent game and they handled momentum swings pretty well so i thought it was just a a, a solid game with the way they stuck with it they didn't let save for a guy who wears number 88. They didn't let frustration get the better of him, and yeah. they, they, they were able to come away with a win. So to me, just their ability to stick with it, I, I, that was the biggest key.
11: All right, and one final question. Uh, yeah, we talked about uh, number 88, Manjipane. If he does get suspended, I know you already talked about Klapka, Do you think anybody else in the AHL team can get called up if if Manjupane does get suspended?
0: Um, I mean, Coronado, but I like Klapka or Coronado would be the two that come to mind. Uh, Schwint would be the only other one. Those are not, not the only other one, but the, the only other one that like comes to mind in terms of like a, a first group.
11: All right, sounds good. And for at the next game on Tuesday, do you think it will be Dan Dunbladder setting up? Or- we will see going back to Jacob Markstrom.
0: My guess is Markstrom will start against Nashville. Oh,
11: sure. Okay, sounds good. Andre, Pat. Have a good night as always, and talk to you on Tuesday.
0: Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, Annan. Be well. We'll talk to you soon. The phone lines are open, 403-240-4444. Text lines open at 960-960. Annan might... Might, like he might go 82 for 82. That's 11 for 11. Even George doesn't go 82 for 82. I don't think we've ever had an 82 for 82 postgame show. You count in the preseason, he might go 89 for 89, but Anand might hit all 82 this year. Uh, he's perfect so far. 403-240-4444 is your phone number. Uh, the text line remains open at 960- 960. Let's go back inside the Flames locker room. Uh, Martin Pospisil made his NHL debut tonight and apparently it's just becoming a thing. You make your NHL debut and you score a first period goal. Uh, Connor Zeri did that on Wednesday and tonight Martin Pospisil makes his NHL debut and scores a first period goal. He spoke post game following a Flames 6-3 win in Seattle.
7: Yeah, I was uh, it was great, you know, and especially when the when the team wins and uh yeah it was a great team effort. Uh Vladdy was great in the net and uh yeah, it was great team effort, whole 60 minutes.
6: You talked this morning about kind of going back to the four or five year old age. Is that kinda of how you dreamed it all taking place here tonight?
7: Yeah, pretty much uh I'm living the dream right now, so yeah, uh it's something probably I will never forget, especially the first one. And uh yeah I'm really, really uh, happy for that.
6: Uh, Michael just talked about the significance of the timing of it too. I mean, did you feel like it really gave your group a boost here tonight? That goal,
7: yeah, I think especially uh, after the penalty kill, the five minutes uh, what we were killing, and uh, yeah, uh, it felt felt great. And uh, like I said uh, this morning, I wanna I wanna bring uh, the energy and the skills.
6: Overall, how did it feel as the night went on? I mean, pace and 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 flow of it. Uh, any any change for you in terms of how the felt how it felt?
7: Um, I mean. Uh, pretty much the same, you know. I try to play my game. I don't really feel what is much around me, so I was just trying to play my game, uh, especially on the good, be, be good and the four check and uh, be 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 the uh, guy uh, to play harder again. So
6: I know you haven't been here through this stretch, but could you sense how much of a relief that first win is to snap the streak and kind of uh, you know get some things going in the positive direction. Sorry, Did you feel a little relief in terms of the win and, and, and building on it here?
7: For, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I can feel right, it right, right away yeah. okay. uh, in the locker room. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the for next game. And uh, I'm real happy that uh, finally we won the game. So it feels it's, uh, it's yeah. great.
5: So who are you going to go call now to talk about that
6: game, your goal?
7: Probably first to my brother and then parents. But, uh, like I said uh, the other day, uh, my brother was – was always uh, always with me when i was uh, you know sometimes when i uh when i went through the tough times so he was always uh, next to me and and uh, trying to help me so uh so this fun is for sure for him and also for my parents and family back home
0: There you go that is Martin Pospisil NHL debut and first NHL goal, he tied the game 1-1 at 13:59 of the first period on this Saturday night in Seattle. It's Steinberg along with you on your Flames Talk post-game show. Flames win 6-3 over the Kraken. As we select tonight's Player with Heart, brought to you by HeartFit Clinic. And tonight's Player with Heart, we're going to go with Yegor Sharon I thought he played a second straight really solid game for the Flames. Was really good in the loss to Dallas on Wednesday, and was really good tonight. He scores the. go-ahead goal. Won't go down as the game winner. Backland's 4-2 goal will be the game winner. But Sharon Govich gave the Flames their first lead on a nice redirect. He played 18-43 in this game. Had the goal. Had uh, five individual shot attempts to lead the team led the team with four shots and was the co-leader on the team with two high danger scoring chances on his stick. I thought Sharon Govich was a really big part of that line with Kadri and Zari again, and uh, we will go with Yegor Sharon Govich as tonight's Player with Heart, brought to you by HeartFit Clinic. For HeartFit assessments and proven treatments not available at your doctor's office, visit heartfit.ca. Let's go uh, back inside the Flames locker room for a final time tonight. Dan Vladar got the start in net, made 17 stops en route to the victory. Number of those 17 of a strong variety as well. And uh, here he is post-game inside the Flames locker room and uh, asked about his uh, countryman and uh, good buddy Martin Pospisil, who scored his first NHL goal tonight as well. Here's Dan Vladar.
12: Oh, we went for dinner and uh, I got to pay yesterday, so hopefully it's not going to be every every single time right now. No, I'm super happy for him. You know, he's been working hard. Uh, I got to know him, you know, uh, when I came here two and a half years ago and he's just a great kid who's working hard and uh, 100% he deserves this chance. And, uh, you know, I'm super, super proud of him. He scored right away and got the first one off his belt and hopefully he's going to stay here for a long time.
6: So now you hope the superstition is not in he takes me out for dinner? Uh, I hope not. i got to talk to him, but no, as I said, I'm
12: uh, it's a huge, huge moment for for him and uh, we'll, we'll do dinner tomorrow and he's yeah. going to
6: pay <laughs> switch it up uh, how big is this win for your group
12: uh, huge huge obviously. you know we had those, that stretch of uh, six losses in a row and uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you know with that uh, everyone was mad, and uh, you know the showed off in the game. And guys did an awesome job in front of me. You know, um, as, as the shot clock, you know, ten minutes left in a game, the shots were like thirty to fifteen, right? So, guys did an awesome job blocking shots and um, clearing all those reruns that I had. And as, a, as a, uh, you know, that last one, tough bounce, you know, kind of made it, uh, made it entertaining the last last ninety seconds. But you know. W is a W, so we are happy to to, to get that, and uh, just gotta keep this going. And you know, I'm, we have a bunch of winners in this locker room, so you know, we, I'm pretty sure those guys know what it, what it takes, and they just they just gotta they just gotta keep doing the same thing. Uh, so so as me nice or. Um,
6: yeah. Uh, I want to take it back to the first. I, I know shot, you know, volume wasn't necessarily there, but there was a couple of good stops. So I wanted that first. in the I think it was on Wenberg on the back door. What do you remember about that play and just how
12: you were able to get a piece of it? You know, it was it was a lot of pass. It kind of surprised me. I was there kind of late for the shot, so I was happy I made the uh, safe on the first one. And kind of tough rebound for me, you know, in, the, in that sweet spot, just right on a st- on a stake. And, uh, and then you know, obviously one touched it, and lucky like save. But you know, um, I take those every day. <laughs> There you go.
0: That is Dan Vladar post game inside the Flames locker room as he makes 17 stops en route to his second win of the season as the Flames take a win 6 3 on the road in Seattle. Okay, it's Steinberg along with you on your Flames Talk post game. Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, let's look ahead. Looking ahead. Brought to you by Oncolytics Biotech, fighting cancer by unleashing the power of the immune system to learn more about how they use a patient's immune system to battle cancer, visit oncolyticsbiotech.com. And next up for the Flames, the Nashville Predators. It's a Tuesday night game, 7 o'clock face-off Tuesday on Sportsnet West. And, you know, the Flames have had a lot of success against Seattle of late, including never losing at Climate Pledge Arena. They have not had anywhere near as much success against Nashville in recent years. They are 1-3 and 4 in their last 8 games against the Predators. So they've lost 7 of their last head-to-head matchups with Nashville. They'll try to turn that around on Tuesday night when they host the Predators for a quick one-off at home and the Flames hit the road for a 3-game road trip following that. It starts Friday on the road in Toronto. So Tuesday versus Nashville and then a 3-game road trip. Starts Starts Friday in Toronto. That is looking ahead. Brought to you by Oncolytics Biotech. Fighting cancer by unleashing the power of the immune system. To learn more about how they use a patient's immune system to battle cancer, visit OncolyticsBiotech.com. Back to the text line we go at nine sixty nine sixty, Following a flame 6-3 win over Seattle. Uh, this says, okay, I've been having a burning thought and this game solidified it. So Edmonton has a serious goaltending issue. In your opinion, wouldn't a Vladar trade to Edmonton be ideal? Vladar is solid and Campbell Skinner is just no words and that would allow them to finally bring up Wolf. But who, what would Edmonton give in return? Um, the problem is, is that cap-wise, that really does not work for the Oilers. The other thing is, I don't know, like, because the Oilers are capped out. They're, they've had to go 11-7 and 7 sometimes. Like, they are capped out. So not only are the Oilers reeling, they also have no cap space to do a lot of things. Um, now, the Flames could take a contract back the other way, I guess, but it's not like the Flames are in a super rosy cap situation either. The only way they're able to do some things is because they're into LTIR. So I don't... I don't know, and, and the other thing is, and this is not a knock on Vladar who played really well, but my read is is that if Edmonton is going to make a move involving a goaltender, they're going to be looking for a guy who has at the very least shown before that he can be a fide one. And Kadri, uh, sorry, not Kadri, Vladar has not. You know, Dan has had some really nice stretches. He played really well tonight. But he is yet to show that he is a legitimate one, and he hasn't even done that before in his career. So I don't mean to poo poo the idea, but I, I don't know if I see that being a, a realistic trade partner when it comes to Vladar. Um, what else we got here at 960, 960? <sighs> A lot of stuff that's off topic loss. Uh, Here we go. Jeff in Lethbridge says, uh, two good games in a row. Feeling good about the efforts on a whole. Uh, Huberdo's been a top point producing left wing in the league for a long time. Any ideas why he can't find chemistry with anyone after this much time? It's baffling. You're right, Jeff. It is. I I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know what. I mean, yes, part of it is on Huberdeau. I would say a good chunk of it is on Huberdeau to be a more effective, consistent player. But why it's been so difficult for him to find chemistry with anybody, as you said, on this team, I, I don't know. I really don't have an answer to that one. It's it's a head-scratcher for me, too. Is uh, there, There's no doubt about that. Um, this says... My thought of the day, leaders aren't necessarily the best players and followers aren't necessarily the worst players. Huberto may be dragged along if they go on a run and benefit from the leadership of the other players. Could very well be. Uh, This from Smiley who says, uh, Patty, do you think we see Shillington anytime soon? Exciting game and great win for the group made the Stamps' loss feel less painful. Yeah, too bad on the Stampeders. They weren't able to beat the uh, BC Lions, and their season came to an end in the West Division semifinal earlier on this Saturday. Um, as for Shillington, I'm, I'm not anticipating it anytime soon. Um, I I would love if that were to be the case. I'm just not anticipating it. Um, This from Parsons, I'm happy for the win. The boys needed it. This was really a 4-3 game overall sans the two empty netters. That being said, I'm not ready to make hot takes about not needing top five picks and comparing to a team that's been better in the playoffs the last few years. I'm also not ready to say Backland has had many great games this year and have a passive-aggressive view just after a narrow win after a six-game losing streak. Let's dial it back a bit. It's one win, and drawing any positivity from the Heritage Classic should be off the table. Uh, enough of the participation awards for periods one. They need Ws. Uh, this says, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what Parsons is getting at there with some of that stuff. But uh, okay. Um, as for, um, I, I, I will agree. I'm not exact. Some of the references have gone over my head, and that might just because be because I'm dense and um, lots of things go over my head. Um, but. The, the part about, yeah, it is time to build on some of the, uh, it's, it's time to build on this. And it's, they, they moral victories are kind of silly at this point. And tonight, they got a real victory. They had moral victories in this game too, but... They need, like, if they go and play well against Nashville and don't win, I don't know if the the process, moral victory side of things is going to work. I will agree with that. Uh this says Pat, they sure needed this win. The call ups from the Wranglers have injected some energy to the veteran players. The likes of Kadri, who is engaged and skating hard. I like the line of Dubay, Huberdo, and Lindholm. They need to improve on the defensive side, especially Uyghur with a couple of giveaways tonight, which cost them the second goal. Manjapani, what was he thinking on that cross check? He needs to be smarter. That comes from Vince. This reads Manja's penalty was absolutely deserved. A bit worried about a suspension. One thing not only overly talked about is McCann swinging his stick at head level. Thankfully it hit the visor, but I see that as at least, if not more dangerous as the cross check. The only difference there is that that was a hockey play. What McCann did when he when he got uh, Sharon Govich on the high stick with the shaft of his stick trying to swing and knock a puck out of midair, like That's still a hockey play. What Banchapani did was not a hockey play. <laughs> It was just dumb. I don't know, but uh, I don't know if it's going to result in a suspension, but it was kind of silly. And finally, from Mike and Regina, Pat, the Flames won, Oilers lost, and Simone Lawrence won't see a ring this year. What a great Saturday. For the most part, I really like the Flames tonight. That 5-on-3 and 5-on-4 was awesome. Pucks on net. This team deserved this win. Very excited for the youth, and let's not forget Pelche is another young weapon, too. And yeah, Pelche will be back at some point this season, and that'll be a nice infusion for them. Uh, whether it's a, a group that has decided to go in a different direction, getting Pelche, it'll be a, Exciting. If this group turns it around, is a whole lot more competitive sometime in December and Pelche's back, that'll be exciting too. So uh, well said on that part. And uh, yeah, it's Montreal who beats Hamilton. So no Simone Lawrence, Grey Cup appearance. It'll be Montreal, Toronto in the East final and BC beats Calgary. So it'll be the Lions and Bombers in the West final. Same final four as last year in the same locales. uh, Winnipeg and Toronto, your uh, homes in the CFL for the uh, west and east division finals respectively great stuff on the text line tonight at nine let's get back to the phone lines four more calls before we wrap things up at 403-240-4444 let's kick it off on our flamestock postgame show on our final four calls by saying hello to dylan what's going on dylan
13: how's it going patty good man good good i wanted to uh actually comment on something first off i really have been enjoying Anand's uh phone calls uh it seems like you really enjoy them too yeah he's an awesome caller that's why i said i yeah. hope he goes 82 for 82 yeah for sure i totally agree um also something will said uh with Kadri that that doesn't seem like he's actually doing as well as some people seem to think he is um and I kind of agree with that. Um, I've been trying really hard this year to uh, see positives, and they've really been testing that, <laughs> let's be honest. But uh, I think with Kadri, him playing with these young guys, I find they're around to clean up his messes, and it makes it look a lot less bad than it is uh, with, with him anyways. Um, and also, with Zari specifically... He plays how I wish Kadri would play. Um, Kadri does this thing where he like tries to deke through people instead of around them. And when Zari dekes, he at least attempts to deke around them instead of through them. And if Kadri just did that, he would make it to the net way more often and actually be effective, in my opinion. What do you think? I don't know. I I thought Kadri played
0: well tonight. I thought he played well against Dallas. I mean, I do think sometimes that what you said is correct, that, you know, sometimes Nazem will lose possession um, when he tries to go through guys and it doesn't work. I, I, I agree. I've seen that too, but I didn't see a lot of that tonight. I thought he was a really impactful player tonight. I actually counted three times I saw that tonight. but um, Okay, but that's fair, but he also did things that helped the team win
13: tonight, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose, but... <laughs> not, this, not is is this is what I always talk about this is what I always
0: talk about when I I use the term confirmation bias right and I'm not I'm not suggesting it's a bad thing or I'm not trying to say that I don't do it because I'm guilty of it too I'm guilty of it when doing this job um, ask 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 Derek or, or Labardi is working with me for the last 10 years some of the times I've been guilty of confirmation bias it happens to all of us but this is what I talk about like you don't you don't think Kadri's a very good player you you saw three things that you didn't like tonight and you're not you, you just don't see anything that he did to help the team tonight whereas i i think in this particular case i don't think this is not always the case with me because I'm, i i'm not i'm not perfect i i get caught up in my own biases too but i think in this case i feel like i'm looking at it a little bit more objectively than you are with this particular player because i thought kadri was an impactful
13: player tonight see I think he's getting better, but getting better when the bar was so low is still not good enough. It's Don't get me wrong, it's a good sign that he's getting better, but I still don't see anywhere near, like, when Zari is coming up and playing how I'd like to see Kadri player, but play, but way better, in my opinion, it's really frustrating to me because... I mean, I've seen Kadri play his whole career, and he had one season where he didn't play exactly like he's played the last 60, 70 games. That's for been, that. He's been – he had no, seasons – played just like that, Pat, for the he vast was, majority of He's had a couple
0: close-to-point-per-game seasons in Toronto. He's been top five for Selkie voting or or, or around like that. A
13: like 60-point player. Was that <laughs> – He's like a sixty-point player. Absolutely, he is. That's yeah. kind of what he is. But- that's not a seven million-dollar
0: player. Well, in okay, my but opinion. that's that's different than that. That's different. Th- that's a contract conversation. That's you want to talk about. Should they have signed him to a seven by seven? That's a different conversation than
13: whether or not he I- helped the team win tonight. I'm not saying whether or not he helped the team win tonight. I'm saying he's still doing the things that piss the fan base off all the time. <laughs> um tonight i just honestly, I, don't, I don't
0: i don't think he really he, him i thought he helped anywhere. the team more than he hurt the team tonight that's uh, there, there have been multiple times this year where you're a hundred i think that you're you what you'd be saying is accurate i just don't think tonight's one of them that's all
13: fair enough um a couple positive things like i said with with sorry with Pospisil too obviously everybody's been saying that but um and I think everybody's been saying it with this team for the vast majority of the last fifteen years or so, like just drive the damn net, <laughs> right? <laughs> and and see what's happening. You know, these guys are getting goals in their first games because they're simply getting to the net instead of, you know, even before the Kachuk Gaudreau uh, Lindholm line year, it's been like that for many years where it's just like perimeter play shot volume and you can't like nobody's getting in front nobody's driving the net so nobody's there to get the the puck and the rebound and these young guys are coming in and doing it and it's absolutely great to see yeah they've they've added a lot there's no doubt absolutely and i was having this conversation with somebody else i know it doesn't have much to do with this game uh specifically but uh we were talking about how it's been rough for some of the players to uh, uh, with his own defense, and I'm curious what you thought, but I think actually the only guy I've really noticed who's actually got it so far is Siloviov.
0: Um, I mean, I, I thought actually you saw some really good examples of them playing it the way they want to tonight, a um, couple of times it was the Eberly line specifically for Seattle that uh, had a lot of zone time, and, and the Flames did a nice job of uh, passing off and not chasing and making the right reads. So um, I think, and, and I appreciate the call, Dylan. You have yourself a great night, man. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you too, buddy. Um, I, I think the Tanev had a good game in that respect tonight. Um, I, I think it is, I think they are a star, I, and I'm not saying you're wrong about Solovyov. I just think uh, that as, as a group that I think you are seeing some improvements as a whole and I thought this game against Seattle was a good example of that. They spent more time on the attack than the Kraken did but when they were on their heels and when they were defending in their own zone, uh, their reads and their pass-offs and their switches were a whole lot more natural than what we've seen other times so far this season. Let's say hello to Han. What's going on, Han?
14: Uh, Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Um, uh, you cannot imagine how I am happy. Like we won. I mean, I don't care who didn't play well or who didn't. But it was like okay, at least we're gonna win.
0: Yeah, I mean, and they, uh, they they desperately needed the win too.
14: Uh, yeah, but, like, you know, like, uh, as a kids fan, like, I uh, the kids are winning it, actually. Uh, so I'm going to chew my tongue, and I'm going to say, like, last time I'd say, structure about Huska. Okay, kay. he brings a player up here, so every player come here, he's getting a goal. Yeah, exactly. That is so awesome, right? That was the best thing I can see, Uh, the positive one. Like the guy comes up and they're scoring a goal.
0: Yeah, it's been pretty neat. And uh, it's cool that it's happened two games in a row.
14: Two exactly two straight games. Uh, I understand we lost the last one, but today to we re- will win, and thank God we win, so I can have like a party at home.
0: Yeah. that's good. Well, I'm glad uh, they uh I'm glad they could let you do that, Han. You have yourself a great night, hey.
14: You will. Thank you so much. I appreciate that.
0: Uh, no problem. No problem. We'll talk soon.
14: Yeah. Have a good night. You too.
0: Uh, two more calls before we wrap things up on our uh, phone lines tonight. Dylan is up next. What's up, Dylan?
15: What are you up to, Pat? Oh, just chilling. All right, on. Um, yeah, thought tonight was a you know an all right night. It's nice to see a win for once. Um, you know, some building blocks from the Dallas game, and yeah, it's that's all right. I think good for the gentleman in the room to get a win and for the coaching staff i think this has been pretty tough this little start for huska especially you know some of those guys just starting out it's been a tough one to get used to but um yeah um oh first um i like to be hard on kadri um but i gotta say i think he's looked really good in the dallas game uh tonight he's skating well making plays um, and i got to give credit because he's playing well right now, and we need more of that because when he's playing at this level, he, he helps the group. He's and a he to- plays-
0: when, when he's on, he is a tone setter, and that was the case in Colorado, that was the case in Toronto, and that was the case for a good chunk of, of the first half of last season before things went the other way. So, they if they desperately need Kadri to be a tone setter on a more regular basis. He was on Wednesday. Maybe not as much of a tone setter in this game tonight, but he was still strong tonight. They desperately need Nazim Kadri to be a difference maker more often than not. Last two games, in my opinion, I, I feel like he has been. So that's good, and hopefully it's a sign of things to come for him.
15: Me too. Me too. I agree 100%. I think when he gets moving his feet... Um, he can, he's a good skater. He can get going in, make some plays. Um, you know he's a well, he's he's playing like he should. It's, that's his job is to play it at that kind of level and pace. He's he's paid to play that way. Um, the the O thing is still I don't know man. Um, that uh, that article on Sportsnet by Vanessa Keswa Keswa. Yeah, I
0: don't it know, was uh, it was it was really good.
15: Yeah, phenomenal. That's probably one of the most in-depth, uh, terrific articles, or a whole piece is just phenomenal. A lot of in-depth stuff, and it's very interesting, Pat. Um, but I don't know. I'm at the point. I'm not. I'm not sure what we're going to see from him for the rest of this tenure. It's way too early to say so, I guess. But even there was that clip Jay Fresh put out um, about his five-point night two years ago in Toronto, and let me tell you, man, it's a lot of the same stuff. It's not. He doesn't do anything in those clips. Of highlights, all his good touches with the puck that are that spectacular. That one backdoor pass was awesome, um, but it's the same thing. It's a lot of just turnovers, not a lot of speed, not skating well. And that's not his. That's not his thing. But it's a lot of passes forced into areas that aren't. You're not gonna get a lot, and it's a lot of luck, honestly. Um, so I'm a little bit worried about that. I don't know what we're gonna see from Huberto if it'll ever turn around. Um, number one being that. And number two, um, you know, he's played in a market for so long where there's no pressure. There's no pressure. He's in a market now where he's getting booed if he's not breaking in the puck well in the power play. It's a lot for the player, which I feel bad for, honestly. It's, it's a whole different change. And I just, uh, I don't know, where are we at with the Huberto? Huberto? Like, are we ever going to see a, a good player ever again? or
0: I... I mean, I don't know. I, I I think we saw some positive things, at least I do. I don't, I don't know if you agree, and uh, and if you don't, that's fine. I, I saw some positive things in the early stages of the season where it felt like, hey, you know what? This guy is looking a whole lot more like the guy that the Flames need him to be, um, but then it's kind of dropped off since then. Um, I, I still think, I don't think that you can go... Four straight years of being a point-per-game player in every year, including a 115-point season. I don't think you can do that without still being able to play the game at a high level. I just don't think it, it goes away that quickly. But here we are, 11 games into season two, and it doesn't look all that much different than, especially right now, than it did in season one. Uh, it's it's definitely concerning there's no doubt about that
15: and you know the thing is for me i just i just don't see a lot there like if you you can compare him to any other player on the team and it's like okay well what does he bring that say maybe dubay brings honestly dubay's faster like i i just i don't know it's hard it's hard to give him an edge on anybody else right now and that's that's a problem because he's the high pay, highest paid player in franchise history um and I don't know. I just I think it's just too much pressure and I think it's too much money. And I just he's not used to this outfit. Um, I mean that year in Florida they were a very high caliber offense and they got steamrolled in the playoffs when it came to learning to play defense and shutting down, they got dominated. Right? So they were a very high offensive caliber team. Yep. Wasn't a lot of focus on defense. And, I mean, so, yeah, you're naturally going to get a lot more points. They outscored a lot of the problems. And then when it came to the playoffs, they got smoked. Um, so, I don't know. I, I root for the player. I do. Because I don't, as an organization, I, I have nothing to do with the organization. But I just, I don't want them to see see them give up on him, too. You know, I, if that's even possible. But they got to do whatever they can to somehow make it work. And I don't want to give up on him as a fan, either. But it's it's, I don't know. I just, I don't really see... Any positives here, Pat, honestly. Like, I just hope he can get turned around for his sake, too. That's fair. All right, Pat. Well, good chat, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again here pretty soon, man.
0: Okay, Dylan. Be well, man. Good to hear from you.
15: Yeah, you too.
0: And our uh, last call tonight goes to Logan. What's going on, Logan? You're on Flames Talk postgame following a Flames 6-3 win in Seattle. What's up?
16: Hey Pat, how are you doing tonight? I'm well. How are you? i oh, not too bad. I thought the Flames had a solid game tonight. Uh, love to see Possible getting his first NHL career goal, and I think there's some positives that we built on from the game from Dallas. Um, but I, I think uh, my like I see people like I think the first thing I have to say is you know, people are saying Kadri had a good couple of games, and I think he did compared to what he what he's had from the previous. Games to start the season, but I I, I still feel like he, he's a little bit selfish with the puck. Like, what are you what are your thoughts on that? Like, I feel like he doesn't pass. Yeah, it's he is not
0: what you would consider the world's um, best puck distributor. That's that's not necessarily his biggest strength. Um, he is he's like a, he's a good puck carrier. Um, And he's probably their best power play entry man. Um, Him or or Anderson. Um, I I think in terms of just an entry on a power play, I I think Kadri's their best bet right now. Um, And and he is good at... He's a good puck transporter. And he is good with... He's good entering zones, and and he is, I think, pretty solid in good scoring areas with the puck on his stick where I don't think, and this has never really been a big strength in his game, where I don't think he has excelled. I don't think he's the world's, from an NHL standard, I don't think he's the world's best playmaker. So, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a selfish thing um I think it's more just he likes to have the puck on his stick like lots of guys do um and I also just don't think playmaking is necessarily his biggest strength uh and distributing the puck i don't think is his biggest strength as a player he's got lots of other strengths but I don't think that is yeah. necessarily you know one of his top attributes
16: yeah no I agree for that on that for sure like, he, he is fast he's probably our fastest player on the team but and he's got uh, good skill, man. Like in.
0: he's got he's got underrated skill. I don't. I think a lot of people talk a lot about Kadri's edge, and they talk a lot about his two way game, which can be really strong. Um, but I, I also think that like, he's got a good amount of skill, uh, which is part yeah. of his game as well. Um, but I don't like he's he's not a distributor like other guys are. Are really good at distributing?
16: Yeah, no, for sure. I, I agree with that, and. Another question I actually do have, to have for you is uh, a lot of people were upset with us sending uh, Coronado down to the AHL, and I, I really don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's really good for him, to be honest. I I think he needs a break from the NHL, get get his confidence back, play against some easier competition, and already scored in his first game there. And I, I think it's a really good thing for him, Uh and I, I think in no time he'll probably be back up in the NHL. I think it's it's probably the best right now. And I think it'll probably have a good influence on him in the future. I, I definitely do think he is a full-time NHLer, But I think it's his first season. You look at someone like Connor Zary. He's been in the AHL for the past two, three years. And he comes up. He And I, I think arguably he looked looks a lot better than Coronado. And uh, I, I think it's something that he probably needs to bring his game back up to NHL caliper level to just get that easier competition in.
0: I think it's good from a confidence standpoint. I think it makes sense from a mental reset standpoint. Um, I, 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 I do think that... The grind of an NHL season, especially for a young player, is as much, if not far more, mental than it is physical. So, I I think that is good for Coronado as well. I don't think it's going to be a super long-term thing either. Heck, I mean, I think there's a chance he could play even at some point next week. So, um I, I think that there's I, I do think that there was a little bit of a wall hit just in terms of his overall effectiveness. Uh, I, I, I think that basically what we're talking about is the the Flames were probably like the coaching staff was probably leaning towards healthy scratching him. And so the Conroy and, and the Flames management group wanted to make sure that he kept on playing, and wanted to make sure that that he was still getting games in. So decided to do this, and then can reevaluate in uh, can reevaluate here in the next week or so, or whatever the time frame ends up being.
16: Well, exactly. I think well, I think Huska said it best. Like he said, "No, it's just like a learning experience. They're going to send them down, get them some games, and will pretty well be up sooner rather than later." I think it's. I think it'll be really beneficial for him. Um, I think an- another thing I noticed, like I sort of ate my own words tonight. I was like, oh, why are we starting Vladar? Like Markstrom's been on fire, but then Vladar puts on a great show. He played fantastic tonight. And I was also saying to myself, like, oh, why aren't we bringing up Wolf? But then Vladar puts on a show like this again. I, it's it's tough to say. I, I think it's a it's a tough situation for the Flames with Wolf and. I think he he will get games eventually. I guess my question is like when do you think they will put Wolf in for a game? Oh team? man.
0: I don't know. I I, I don't know. I I really do not know the answer to that question. Um I I don't believe that they've got anything as of right now circled on their calendar. I I don't think they necessarily have um anything mapped out in that regard. I still think they're in uh, wait and see territory, and just see how things yeah. continue to go. It's still only 11 games for the Flames, and it's still only what the uh, Sunday afternoon will be the eighth game of the year for the Wranglers. So it's still early in both seasons. So I, I do think they're in wait and see mode uh, on on both both at the NHL goaltending uh, front and when it comes to how Wolf season goes goes. But I I still believe that they'll get them NHL games this year. I just don't think they necessarily have anything imminently planned.
16: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think like right now, uh, with the situation the Flames are in, like they're in a tough situation. To actually, give them games right now. And I think, you know, maybe they go on a four or five game win streak. They're, they're in that situation where you're not gonna you're not gonna bring Wolf up because you already have these two goaltenders. I think if maybe we ended up losing the next five or six, then you might bring them up and give them a few games because you're sort of out of it, but just a tough tough situation but that's all for me tonight Pat all right Logan good call man have
0: yourself a great night yep yeah,
16: you as well, Pat. Have a good
0: one. You too. Thank you, buddy. Uh, that will uh, wrap us up on the phone lines tonight. Great stuff on the phone lines, great stuff on the text line as well at 960-960. As uh, we start to wrap things up on our Flames Talk post-game show this evening. It is time for tonight's final summary in a 6-3 Flames win over Seattle. It was the Kraken who opened the scoring at the 956 mark of the first period. A power play goal from Oliver Bjorkstrand. Bjorkstrand rips home as fourth of the year. Uh, Justin Schultz and Yanni Gord draw the assists and the Kraken on the board. But the Flames kill off the rest of that major penalty that the Flames took from... Andrew Andrmanjapani for his uh, cross-checking match penalty, and the Flames kill off the rest of it. And then shortly after Seattle's five-minute power play comes to an end, the Flames tie it. First NHL game and first NHL goal for Martin Pospisil. He ties the game with his first ever. Nazem Kadri, Dylan Dubé, the assist at 13:59 to make it 1-1. Kraken go back out in front at 16:22 on an Ellie Tolvin in goal. Tolvin in second of the year from Gordon and Devin Shore at 16:22, and the Kraken led 2-1 after. 20 minutes of play. Flames tie the game again, though, late in the second period, right as a power play was expiring with a second to go on it. Noah Hannafin squeezes it past Philip Grubauer to tie this game 2-2. Hannafin gets his first goal of the season from Jonathan Huberdeau and Connor Zeri at 19 minutes. It's a power play goal. Uh, for Zeri, his first NHL assist. Two points in two games to start his NHL career. And a 2-2 tie after 40 minutes of play. Flames carried that momentum into the third period. And just over 90 seconds in, they took their first lead of the game. Nikita Zadorov puts the puck on net. Yegor Sharangovich with a uh, high offensive zone tip. It bounces and beats Philip Grubauer for a 3-2 lead. Sharangovich gets his second of the year from Zadorov And Nick Simone at 133 for DC. Simone, his first career NHL point. Flames led 3-2. Then less than three minutes later, Michael Backlund scores to give the Flames a two-goal lead. Backlund gets his first of the season from Walker Dewar and A.J. Greer at the four-minute mark. Flames in control at 4-2. They controlled for a good chunk of the rest of the third period until... With their goalie pulled, Seattle gets back within one. Jaden Schwartz redirects home his fifth of the year to make it 4-3. Maddie Beneers and Vince Dunn, the assist at 18-29. And the Kraken had 91 seconds to try to tie this game up. They pull their goalie again. And the Flames decide to score two empty net goals. First, an unassisted empty netter at 19:12. Little bank shot off the uh, left boards for Michael Backlund. He scores unassisted. His second of the game, second of the season. Made it 5-3. Backlund unassisted at 19:12. Then 27 seconds after that, Rasmus Anderson unassisted from like 180 feet into the empty net. Anderson's second of the year at 19:39. Pair of empty net uh, empty net goals Turned a 4-3 lead into a 6-3 Cal. Win. Final shots 30 20 in favor of the Flames. Calgary finishes this game 1 for 2 on the power play. Seattle goes 1 for 3 with the man advantage. Your three stars tonight number 3, Yanni Gord. Number 2, Yegor Sharangovich. And your number 1 star with a couple of goals tonight was Michael Backlund. with the win. Flames snapped their losing skid at 6. They improved to 3, 7, and 1. They're back in action Tuesday at home to Nashville while Seattle falls to 4, 6, and 2. They're back in action Tuesday on the road road in arizona that is your final summary and now for everyone involved in flames hockey tonight for our broadcast crew of Derek wills and megan mickelson and for our outstanding producer azam ali nanji my name is pat steinberg that'll wrap us up on our flames talk post game show which is available on apple spotify google amazon wherever you get your podcast go subscribe to the flames talk podcast feed next up for the flames they're at home to nashville tuesday night that is a seven o'clock face-off which means a six o'clock calgary flames warm-up right here on sportsnet 960 the fan have yourself a wonderful rest of your weekend and uh, see if the flames can uh, make it two in a row when they play on tuesday night final score from seattle the flames remain perfect at climate pledge arena they're a perfect five for five since seattle's inception Flames six and 3. That's your final score. This has been your Flames Talk post-game show available wherever you get your podcasts and this has been Calgary Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.